0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane.
1: A day when football is secondary, basketball as well, soccer, tennis, you name it. Sports uh, on the field, which we waited for so long to get back. Uh, now, temporarily in some parts, put on hold, only to resume at some point uh, for the NBA. And uh, practice did go on today after a delay for the Jazzville Jaguars. Some NFL teams not practicing, and a lot more discussion happening, discussion that we have seen over the last few months with athletes and with everybody uh, as the sports world has collided with communities and social injustice and just about everything. It's not just what's on scoreboards anymore uh, in sports and and maybe forever changing the landscape of sports on so many levels in terms of, let's be honest, for some who watch it, some who like it, and for definitely how we perceive athletes, uh, I think, in sports because there's a new standard in play. Uh, That we have seen in the history of sports before, but on isolated incidents, not in this kind of form, uh, where it looks almost in totality. Uh, So we will discuss it all today as part of the conversations. Should the Jaguars have practiced? Should teams be canceling practice, canceling games? Is the NBA right to resume playoffs? How much pressure is on LeBron James as an athlete? as a man as big as he is and as much as he has taken on and we'll discuss that and uh, talk a little bit about it i also wonder there's some golf being played in chicago and tiger woods is in the field should tiger woods be playing golf should the pga tour be playing golf it's kind of business as usual on the pga tour should there be a little bit more hesitation uh, when it comes to golf and even other sports that are carrying on. So some of the discussions we'll get into, we'll talk a little football as well. We'll go out to uh, L.A., talk about the Rams, a lot of topics on the Rams now. Jalen Ramsey, of course, Hard Knocks, of course. How about Van Jefferson, really been putting on a show. The former Gator signed with the Rams, and everybody liked that uh, pickup uh, by the Rams, and it looks like it's working out. A lot of good accolades going to Van Jefferson and Johnny Wolford from Wall Street, to the NFL and pretty much locking in a backup spot with Sean McVeigh and uh, the LA Rams. Brett Martin to Austin Lane, Coos, what's happening, man? Same old stuff, man. Same old stuff. Uh busy day uh around here. We'll have Jaguars All Access coming up tonight on TV. Seven o'clock that will be on CBS forty seven. Usually be on Fox thirty, but on CBS forty seven tonight, down from the stadium. And uh the reason for that is there's some baseball on Fox or sliding it over uh, to the other channel uh on CBS forty seven Tonight, so we'll have that first and ten training camp as well, 11 15. And we will discuss a lot of uh, these issues as well, but also talk some football uh, on those shows. We will do that today, but football certainly secondary. Let's get right after it, Austin Lane. Are you surprised the Jaguars practiced today after Doug Marone postponed or delayed his yeah. availability with the media? And then practice was delayed about an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, while discussions were going on and uh, meetings and voting and all those things sure. internally at Jags headquarters. Were you surprised when the Jags said they would practice at 11? Um, wasn't necessarily surprised. I mean, obviously, there's some teams in the NFL
2: who chose to set out of practice today. Some che- che- teams chose to practice. Um, the Jaguars, they had a team vote. Uh, as Chris Conley said, I think the vote was 37 to 36. So, obviously, um, a very close vote. And it goes to show you right now, like even a tight-knit um, you know, like a fraternity, like an NFL locker room is there's guys that feel, you know, obviously they have two views. One of, half of the, the, you know, the minority thought that, you know, what, we should probably not practice today. And the, the winning percentage thought that they should practice. So, um, it was razor thin at the end of the day. They go out there. Um, I heard they had a great practice nonetheless, start out maybe a little slow, but picked it up, um, as time went on. I'm I, I'm not in the position right now to say they shouldn't have practiced or they should have. I mean, I, I don't care. As long as that they got their words in, as long as there was discussion and they came to some kind of common ground, where it's like, you know what, um, we're gonna go out there and practice. Uh, obviously, there's a conversation that Doug Marone had where, um, you know, some topics were brought up. I think that's why practice went a little later or started a little later, if you will. So. I'm not going to judge and say, well, they shouldn't have been out there or they should have been. That's not for me to say. Because I don't know what those conversations went on in those locker rooms. All I know is that there was a conversation, um, that conversation ended and then they went about their business. It is what it is.
1: Well, Chris Conley just got done talking uh, an explainer on it. Uh, we'll have that sound coming up in just a little bit, but he was brilliant once again. And, uh, as I just tweeted, uh, he's eloquent, he's candid, he's smart, uh, He's just a great listen, probably on a lot of topics. But on this topic, he's been a sensational listen in a time where listening is paramount. That's exactly what I just tweeted. And, of course, I get a derogatory response from that already. Well, that's exactly who we're talking to in a way. Uh, listen, that's it. Uh, listen, mm-hmm. uh, you can then decide. But firing back tweets is kind of what we do in in this world without listening. Um, and I think that's what a lot of players and, and people across the country outside of athletes uh, are asking for is just the listen part. Uh, so maybe change could be sparked. Uh, but he was tremendous on it, and he, he was honest about it. He basically said, listen, this is not the NBA. Mm. The The NFL is totally different. They will replace you. They have they have showed that they will replace you over the history of this game in a heartbeat. Whether you're injured, whether you're hitting the picket line, whatever it might be, they'll replace you. And there's a curiosity in a... a a fear amongst young players especially, that, hey, this is my chance. Do I risk that in lieu of this? Mm. That's a big thing to wrestle with, uh, by the way. And so what he referred to and what I kind of heard a little bit anyway was a little bit of the apprehension about not practicing was the tail end of that roster Mm knowing that they've got about five, six practices left before they make roster cuts. Mm-hmm. And their jobs are on the line. So that is a delicate thing to balance for these players right now. Uh, and you've been in those spots. You know, when your roster uh, spot is up for grabs, a lot of pressure. Uh, and every rep counts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, do some of the veteran players that are on big contracts, do they need the reps? Are they Are already on the team? No, they don't. They could certainly have boycotted today. Does somebody else who might be – and I really don't want to attach any names to this, but uh, maybe guy number 74 on the roster Mm -hmm. where you're either trying to make that 53-man or potentially the 16-man practice squad, which is pretty big this year, so more opportunity. You're really just trying not to be one of those 11 guys that get cut. Uh, That's a tough – it's a tough thing to wrestle with either way. And by the way, some of those players – might be black hmm. and have felt this before, feel strongly about these issues. Others might be white and it doesn't relate to them as much. Hmm. Or By the way, it could be black and not relate to them as much, I, I guess. But um, I'm going to say it's probably could be white players, too, that although they're there for their teammate and they're for the cause and want to continue conversations and do actionable things, skipping a practice with their job on the line might not be one of them. And uh, I thought, Chris Conley, you'll hear from him a little bit later, but he was very respectful of that. He said, even myself, first two years in the league, but mm-hmm. a very hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you realize at a certain point, it's like, okay, there's more than football. Um, but these guys haven't made their money. They haven't had any tenure yet. They're trying to make mm-hmm. roster spots. Uh, as much as people you really want to rally for the cause, those are – no, I mean, real decisions being made by some of these guys. And I think that's probably why the vote was so close.
2: Oh, and, and I'm sure that's probably the biggest reason why the vote was so close is because you have a lot of guys right now who are just trying to get through a practice and show what they can do, because there are a lot of questions right now, whether you make a team or not. And, and I've been there. And when we're talking, uh, you know, a week or 10 days before the final cuts, it's a stressful situation. And it's funny because coaches always want to go, don't think about cut week. You know, just do your job, do your job, and the rest will take care of itself. That's fine, and that's what you're supposed to do. I get that. But in the back of your mind right now, you're you're counting depth. You're you're counting players like, all right, this guy's ahead of me right now. Where do I stand? Like, y- you play through those mental gymnastics. You have to. If you don't, then you really don't care about your job, and you're really not seeing the big picture of things. So right now we have a landscape of where guys are obviously trying to make a team, and then you have this stuff going on in the outside world, you know, with racial injustice, and there's obviously a need to address that as well. So you have guys getting typically pulled in each direction where it's like, man, i got to make this team because this could be the only shot that I get. And you know what? And I don't want to scare anybody out there on the bubble, but this may be the only shot that you get. Because guess what? I hate to break it to you guys, but there are no preseason games this year. And teams watch those preseason games to see, all right, well, this guy looked good in the last preseason game. Let's get him in for a workout. With none of that footage, how do you expect to go to another team? So for a lot of these guys, this is their only opportunity right now. So I completely understand where – they're worried about their jobs right now. They're worried about putting money, um, you know, in, in their bank accounts and food on their table, maybe for their families, where they have to get out there and show what they can do because it could be their only shot.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that's a part of the conversation, and that's why there was a very close vote today uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars in terms of should they practice, should they not. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the rest of the activities for the day have been canceled, so they're going to have another team meeting. Well, right now they are meeting and more discussions. Uh, I will say this. Um, the Jaguars were one of the first, if not the first, they were first, I think, team, right, to, to put together an organized protest, peaceful protest march. Correct. And they marched to the steps of JSO. There was a lot of conversation. Chris Conley was brilliant. We had all those talks. The conversation was we'll continue these, these talks. We, we want to put more actionable plans together. Leonard Fournette then had one a few days later mm-hmm. in terms of a peaceful protest. Since then, there really hasn't been anything that we can t- see and feel. I don't think, unless I missed something. But what you don't know is what's going on behind scenes. Yep. What kind of conversations? Is Doug Marone and, and the position group coaches still allowing for these kind of conversations, even prior to what we saw in Wisconsin earlier this week? Mm-hmm. But over over the last few weeks and months when they did have meetings and, and encouraged conversation. And it sounded like from what Chris Conley said today, yes, they have uh, done that. They've had that. They've They've kind of thought about long-term plans and what they can do. And then Conley hit a little bit on what we talked about yesterday. What does change look like and what about in the short term? And that's something that I think all organizations, sports uh, teams and athletes are all wrestling with Mm -hmm. a little bit. What does it look like? But Conley admitted we've got to put those long term plans on hold and we've got to make actionable plans right now, at least in our own community. It might not spread across the whole country. Mm -hmm. But what can we do right here in Jacksonville that we're going to see actionable results that we need to address uh, all of those kind of things. Now, keep in mind, there were actionable results, and some people disagreed with the results, but there were statues taken down, mm-hmm. and there were those kind of movements all across the country, but even right here in Jacksonville, down to St. Augustine. Um, and while I don't say the Jaguars players were solely responsible, mm-hmm. I do think Chris Conley's speech on the steps of JSO and the Jaguars' uh, actions mm-hmm. in, in that week were certainly a... a um, a catalyst for some of those things to be done. So, again, that's the big wrestling match right now, right? Athletes are taking a stand; mm-hmm. they're showing they're trying to spark change. But what does change look like uh, in the short term? It yeah. uh, becomes a very uh, in a in, in a world of, where, of sports where we're used to scoreboards and results. Sure, right, and, and being able to crystal clear see it. Yeah, it's not the case. Yeah, it's not the case here. There's 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 not a crystal clear okay, that changed, uh, like I said yesterday, by tomorrow at noon. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's it's the hardest question to answer. It's the hardest question to answer when you say, all right, so the NBA, they, they boycotted some of their games. What is going to come of that, and what is success going to look like? What is success going to look like when the Jaguars meet for two and a half hours or however long it's going to be to discuss some of these issues? After that, what is success going to look like? And – You know, we had this conversation yesterday a little bit, and I've had a night to sleep on it, and I'll be honest, man, I still don't know the answer, unfortunately. I I, I totally wish I did, because like you said, when we deal with the world of sports, it's the scoreboard, it's the certainties, and, and this is obviously not a certain type of thing right now. But I will say this, I had conversations last night, I had conversations this morning, Um. And I'm talking conversations with people of of black skin color, of white skin color, you name it. I've had conversations, okay? And a lot of those conversations stemmed from what the Milwaukee Bucks did. And then other teams following suit, like the Milwaukee Brewers. And what I've kind of garnered in those some of those conversations and just having some of that open dialogue, and keep in mind, some of these people I, I talked to didn't agree with what happened. Okay. And they still don't agree with what happened. And that's okay. Like what we're still talking though, that's what it's all about. And I think what I've come to figure out now of what I want to see and what the whole purpose of the boycotting is and, and the Jaguars doing their thing and what Chris Conley spoke on, you know, a couple months back now. To me, it's about keeping the conversation going. It's about keeping the dialogue going. If we're talking about it, if networks are talking about it, that's a start and then from there i think once that dialogue is you know taking place that inspires to draw hope and like it's funny i talk about hope because you can't grab hope like hope is just it's it's in your mind really right and it's, it's something you got to put faith in and when you put faith in something there's a fear there because it's the unknown like people are afraid of the unknown all the time i'm afraid of the unknown you know, so like when you put hope in something, you're putting a piece of yourself, energy in something saying, I hope this works out. And to be fair, we put a whole a lot of hope in the fact that maybe racial injustice will end one day and we're still here. So we're still hoping for it. But right now, hope is all we got. Right. And hope is what we had to cling on to. And I think there's the other side who wants to, try to take that hope away, who doesn't even want people to have that hope. And to me, what I'm getting out of the NBA right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars talking, is that they're letting us talk about this stuff, and it's inspiring
1: hope. And if we can hang on to that hope, good things can probably happen. Yeah, Very yeah. well said. Uh, the We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, Chris Conley calls on the stars of the NFL to help make a difference. Mm-hmm. And this is how it's different from the NBA. The NBA stars are certainly... Mm -hmm. aligning and with the NFL and by the way when we're talking stars we're talking quarterbacks and we're talking a lot of white quarterbacks Mm -hmm. what will happen in the NFL could we see boycotts of games will be business as usual and also in the NBA did they make the right move to decide to go back to play was this just a blip, a 24, 36-hour thing, or will it have a lasting effect? Still got a lot to get to here on a Thursday edition. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Jump in the conversation on social media, star star 690, 904 as well. We got some football chatter as well on the way, uh, but there are some big issues around sports and in our country, and we're talking about them right here on ESPN 690. Mark, no. There's three islands, and it can be very nice and lucrative, by the way. You could be a huge winner, but you could be a huge loser, too. You might not have a boat to get home. Austin Lane.
0: Well, I like that, man. I love that analogy. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I think there's always uh, frustration and always sadness when something like this happens. But at the end of the day, we have to know that... This is going to continue to happen until there is true reform, uh, until there is defunding. And by defunding, I don't say uh, just getting rid of all accountability and law law enforcement, but I mean putting funds into communities that can be a first response to things instead of police, uh, people who can be there for family disputes, people who can be there for mental health crises, uh, people who are trained in de-escalation before violence, and these things are followed until concrete things uh, are made uh, a plan so that these these things have levels, levels of interaction before police, this is going to continue to happen in some of these neighborhoods and in these communities.
1: Well, you didn't hear right there. That's Chris Conley. You didn't hear him talk about uh, how else change can be sparked in the NFL. And he was asked, you know, do you foresee if there's another incident God forbid, or anything else that players in the NFL would would boycott actual games, mm-hmm. uh, considering it's not in game season right yet when this is going on. And we're seeing practices. The Chargers have canceled a scrimmage today. Meetings going on. More conversation going on to try to get actionable plans uh, with NFL players, much like the NBA has done. I mean, they keep in mind, you know, it's one thing to cancel practice. But let's be honest. I mean, it's as Alan Iverson said, we're talking about practice. Talking about practice, man. The NBA guys canceled the playoff game. Yep, I mean, they boycotted in a playoff game. So there's a lot going on there that it, there's a big difference. And what Conley was saying is there is a big difference. There's a big difference between NBA players, a big difference between the NFL and how it works. It's a tough deal for the NFL, some guys, especially young guys. Uh, or you have to get the players that have the biggest voice. If you look at the NBA, LeBron James is leading the way. Mm-hmm. He leads most follow. Now, it's said that the Lakers and Clippers said they don't want to play anymore. He walked, walk, reportedly walked out of that meeting, and then they voted today to play after more conversation. So that was a little bit interesting. They didn't necessarily follow exactly uh, LeBron James from last night, and, and he could have certainly changed a, a little bit, too, with more discussion. But what Conley said is the quarterbacks. Uh, the quarterbacks are the ones that, that run the NFL. They are the faces of the NFL. They are the guys that are making a lot of money. He even brought the money into the, into the equation. Mm-hmm. He said there are some guys that can afford to sit out and miss games and do those things. Yeah. So, but then there's one here in town that might not be able to afford that. Mm. Gardner Minshew has an opportunity of a lifetime from a football standpoint. We've talked about he has a lottery ticket. That mm-hmm. I always I say it, it could be worth a hundred bucks or a hundred million bucks, mm-hmm. and we just don't know. It all depends on how he plays and how the season shakes out. Mm-hmm. A lot on the line for Gardner Minshew. But to the bigger point, and we can talk more about Minshew and what kind of role he can play because he is listen. He's doing Bud Light commercials. He's a national brand here in Jacksonville. He's a a, a big face of the organization right now for this upcoming season. But the bigger pieces of that in the NFL are the Tom Brady's of the world, the Russell Wilson's of the world, mm-hmm. uh, Drew Breeses of the world. Sure. When do you expect any of those kind of quarterbacks who are making about 30 mil a year or more, give or take, to do anything dramatic? And is that what it will take to get kind of the change they want sparked Uh, the attention-getter that the NBA did. And when I say attention-getting, I don't mean from the fans. I think the attention-getting, Chris Conley tried to explain this, and I think he explained it, and hopefully I'm interpreting correctly, it's a lot of ownership and and get the ownership because that's where the dollars are and the trickle-down and the domino and the impact those owners have. Those are big-time players in in their communities, in in all different walks of life. I mean, think about Shad Khan. He's a global businessman. He has a lot of power along with a lot of money. Yeah. And so that's who they're trying to get the attention of as much as anybody else, local lawmakers and and the such. But it's not going to be Chris Conley that helps change the law in Jacksonville. It'll be shot Khan that potentially Mm. could help change some of that thinking Mm -hmm. through Chris Conley. Yeah. Um, And and at least he uh, is a catalyst for it. So what what kind of responsibility are on uh, the quarterbacks? Do they have one uh, to help spark change in a greater white or black? So listen, I don't necessarily think and I'm going to disagree with Chris
2: Conley a little bit here when he talks about the quarterback being the most important. Yes, obviously, the quarterback is the most important position on the field. Yes, the quarterback is probably more than likely the most household name on each team. Yes, the quarterback is responsible for changing the rules of the NFL in terms of creating more offense like that's on the quarterback. So, yes, it's a huge position. But at the same time. I played on teams in Jacksonville. I played on teams in Chicago. I played on teams in Detroit, and I played on teams in Kansas City where the quarterback may have been very popular and may have been that household name, but there were other guys in that locker room that you would run through a wall for, all right? For instance, Daryl Smith. If Daryl Smith told me to do something, I would do it, okay? Whether it was, hey, man, let's start our practice. You got it, Daryl. It's no problem. We used to call him Buck. I'd be like, no problem, Buck. You got it, man. Like, Whatever he said goes, and that and with all due respect to David Garrard um, and people like that, like Daryl Smith, to me was that leader. He he was that guy in the locker room. Pausky said the same thing about him. So I agree where it falls on the quarterbacks because they're they're the household name. They're the face of each franchise usually. And let's be honest, we saw it with Drew Brees when Drew Brees spoke out. You saw what Donald Trump had to say. If Drew Brees would have been a middle linebacker, defensive lineman, that probably wouldn't have happened. But because Drew Brees is Drew Brees, that got you know the the leader in Chiefs attention. So yes, the, the quarterback position is important. But I think if other players in that locker room, I'm talking about whether you know you're a Daryl Smith, a Paul Posluszny, or a somebody else, if you hold everybody accountable, that everyone's going to follow suit. Now let's be honest. When we talk about Tom Brady, we talk about Russell Wilson. Those are the leaders in the locker room. Let's be honest. It's it's Russell Wilson's team. It's Tom Brady's team, so from their perspective, yeah, something should fall on them more, more, most likely, right? But on other teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars, for instance, yes, it's a big year for Gardner Minshew right now, but is it really? Gar- I mean, and you could say it's Gardner Minshew's team, but is he the heart, soul, and drive of that locker room? I mean, we could say on the outside, sure he is, but I think there's other guys in that locker yeah. room too that have earned respect that have earned their stripes, that could speak out and rally the troops together. I think okay. a lot of
1: people say Brandon Linder is every bit of that as Correct. as others. And there's Correct. probably a couple other examples. As Minshew there there's a lot of guys that have to earn that moniker. Exactly. You know, in the Jags locker room.
2: Exactly. To me, what it comes down to as well, though, is that we've talked about this before, Brent, on the show. We talked about it with Drew Brees. We were both against canceling Drew Brees. Because if you cancel Drew Brees, you cast him to the side, then he he, he, he doesn't learn, he doesn't get educated, and he doesn't help out. So let's be honest here. In the NFL, there's a lot of white quarterbacks not being a race thing. It's just that's a fact. Yeah. Okay. So I think that if we have more people that necessarily don't look like, you know, the common NFL player, let's just say, or don't look like the common black person, let's just say, and you have more white people in power that have each other's backs in their locker rooms with their teammates. That's where the change comes from. So, yeah, absolutely. Tom Brady being down for the cause would help out. Um, Russell Wilson. Absolutely. Absolutely. But to me, I would much rather see a team united as just one or two guys go above and beyond and say, like, we gotta do this, we
1: gotta do this. That's interesting to say, uh, because I, I, I get what your point is, and you might be right on the money. I just think in, in the NBA, LeBron James runs the league. Sure. You know, I think he's so well-respected. Yeah. He runs the league. Okay. Right? I Mm -hmm. mean, he has manufactured the league (laughs) in terms of where he's gone and players that are on his team. We don't really have that. Like, Tom Brady doesn't have that control over the league, you know? I mean, he did have a little bit control this offseason, but my point being, you're saying from a team perspective, Mm -hmm. I understand, but I disagree with you in the sense that if Russell Wilson were to organize something, or even bigger maybe, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, were mm-hmm. to organize something that didn't involve playing football. Mm-hmm. They're not replacing those two guys. Everybody mm. would take notice. Mm. The one thing that could trump that in uh, in this sense is a guy like Brady, not even Breeze. Because, see, Breeze wouldn't even... Breeze would be like, well, he had that, that battle back and forth, and now the, like, the outside would be like, the players turned him to do something like this. This is all an act, you know, whatever it is. Mm. Brady mm. is Tom freaking Brady. Sure. And in, in, if he were to do something, I don't know what it was, uh, what it is. Maybe it's just sitting out games. Maybe it's calling everybody together. Maybe it's uh, something that's very uh, vocal toward leadership uh, in in Tampa or uh, around the country. Uh, And, by the way, has been linked to Trump in the past, if we're being honest. But if he were to say something, well, that would be a different animal. It's different than the Detroit Lions canceling practice, in my opinion. I think if Tom Brady, though, greatest quarterback of all time, a white quarterback at that, could certainly spark change maybe more than any other NFL player, uh, and quite frankly, in my opinion, even any NFL team coming together. See, but here, not, that's here, not fair to put no. that on him if he's got to do it. If he's want to do it, but I'm just saying, if he were to do something like that, sure, it would be like, whoa. Here, here's my response to that, though. Okay,
2: and I think sometimes NFL players they're selling themselves short about how much power they actually do have. Now, no, it's not like the NBA, but you do have power. You do have influence. Don't get it twisted. You want to talk about? LeBron James real quick. Yes, I would agree with you. LeBron James is by far probably the biggest figure right now. Obviously, he was the guy that was told to shut up and dribble, and he's been at the forefront right now of leading the charge of racial injustice. LeBron James had nothing to do last night with the Milwaukee Bucks boycotting. Nothing to do. He didn't he didn't even know about it. True. Do you know who was behind it? One of the guys? Sterling Brown. I go on the street right now and I ask 10 people, do you know who Sterling Brown is? I guarantee you 10 people cannot tell me who Sterling Brown is. I didn't know who Sterling Brown was until I, I was reminded of he was the player from Milwaukee, a, a forward slash guard who doesn't get a lot of playing time, but was arrested this past summer in a Walgreens parking lot was arrested because he parked in a handicapped space. The the, the police illegally searched his car after they he asked him not to. He was thrown to the ground. He was thrown in jail for four hours, and then he was released. And all that happened is he got a ticket for parking a handicapped spot. And the, the, that cop that arrested him was later fired for some racial stuff that he posted online about that incident. Sterling Brown saw the Milwaukee Bucks. He was one of the masterminds behind that boycott last night. No one knows who Sterling Brown is. No. And, and this goes to show you just what kind of power... You can have. If you're a defensive lineman, if you're a linebacker, you still have the power. Now, obviously, LeBron James, if he would have said, you know what, we're going to boycott, we're going to sit this one out, it probably would have had even a greater influence than the Milwaukee Bucks would have had. But the point is, we're here right now, right? So, once again, I mean, I get it. If Tom Brady says something, if Drew Brees says something, if these Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, I get it. That's going to count for something without a doubt. That's going to help the cause, but at the same time, there's plenty of guys in that locker room, like a Chris Conley, like a maybe a third wide receiver, another team that can make the difference as well.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I guess my point being, if LeBron James and the, the Lakers decided they were going to play yesterday, we wouldn't be talking as much about the Milwaukee Bucks anymore. Sure. He would trump them in a heartbeat. Yeah, you know. So, but again, we're talking about the NFL. The NBA is a different animal. I mean, Chris mm-hmm. Conley even, even said that, uh, and the NBA is aligned in this and has been aligned in this. The NFL, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess just specifically Specific to the what will the NFL do? What could they do? What would raise attention? Remember, now it's the most popular sport there is. Yeah. It's the most. It's the biggest platform there is in sports in this country mm-hmm. is the NFL. So to spark change, what could the NFL do? What could? And I just think right now, bigger than. Whether the Jags had canceled practice, whether the it, it's somebody like that. The Drew, you're right. The Drew Brees stuff came to light and mm-hmm. made it a huge topic. Sure, you know a Brady esque or a Russell Wilson esque or doing something that is a little unexpected, that a little outside the norm, could gain a lot of attention and maybe response. And and what we're asking in this whole thing, this conversation yesterday, conversation today, is what will spark change. Yeah. And so you need. I thought about this today. I, I'm I'm seeing tweets from. Clay Travis you know and clay it, you know <laughs> yeah, it's the first tweet well, yeah. I, it them, but, well, yeah. well yeah. but listen I just saw a tweet from Bill Russell yeah um and what I'll, I'll go with the Clay Travis stuff first right mm-hmm. Clay Travis obviously speaks to a, a yeah conservative base if you will mm-hmm. uh, I would say yeah uh, fair, enough. fair enough um and so because he makes money off this then my interpretation is this I don't know Clay Travis what I don't read his stuff all the time I, mm-hmm. I just I'm not locked in on it yeah um and I try not to tweet about well, Clay Travis because he, I know what he's trying to do. He's an yeah. insightful per- – like sure. he tries to insight, right, because he makes money off that and his mm-hmm. brand grows. And that's the way our business works sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these are such big issues that – we're not talking about an opinion on whether uh, the call was right on pass interference. We're talking yeah. about real life issues now that these guys are obviously making a lot of money off because they're being so polarizing and everything else. But I thought about it today. I, re- I read uh, Clay Travis a couple of tweets and he's he's talking about um, you know just how stupid the NBA is going to look and what a disaster it's going to be and they're a mess. Why? Because uh, most people that read Clay Travis want to see that, right? So he's yeah. given that that view. But man, how powerful would it have been? If Clay Travis, in this instance, said, "You know what? That takes a lot of courage to do." Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and and again, you got to believe it, but I don't believe that Trey Travis believes everything that he writes.
2: Okay, no. so to, to, listen to me, and with all the respect to him, you, you, you're an actor. You're 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 putting on a front because you've got the emotions of the people, and you're feeding off that emotion. You're being successful.
1: Good but yeah, you. and so I just thought of that. I was like, you know what? What if what if a guy that we never would think say, you know what? They're right, sure. You know what? That's courageous to do. That's on. Un- that's what, what they're risking. All that. Instead, he obviously took the task tack that we thought he would take. Yeah. But that's my point about Brady. Brady has been linked to Donald Trump at times, right? Yeah. He's he's a quiet, not sp- highly. He doesn't speak on these issues. What if Brady were to? Say something that would be like, whoa. Sure. You know, he just did that. I'll also say, I bring up Bill Russell because Bill Russell just tweeted, and this is the problem we have sometimes. This is my problem as kind of a man in the middle, if you don't mind me saying. Mm-hmm. But the Bill Russell uh, tweeted that he walked out in 1961 of a game, and it takes courage to do that. And, and the NBA, uh, what they just did yesterday. And he says, retweet it, and he said, MSNBC and CNN. And it's like, well, why are you talking to that base? Yeah, Bill Russell, say Fox News, Sure. say MSNBC, say everybody. CNN, talk to everybody. Yeah. Why can't we talk to everybody? You don't just talk to your side of the argument. Look. That's not – you want to get the other side listening.
2: Isn't Look. that the point of this? You're absolutely right. And listen, and I see where Chris Conley is coming from. You want to get the quarterbacks involved. You want the Tom Brady's, the Drew Brees. I understand that. But for me personally, I'm not going to go out there and hold Tom Brady accountable. I'm not going to go out there and hold Drew Brees accountable. I want guys that are in it, that are genuine, to come to the forefront and not put on facades, right? Keep in mind, a backup quarterback probably had the biggest cause of, you know, protest of racial injustice named Colin Kaepernick. He wasn't starting at the time. He was a backup quarterback. And you saw what transpired from there. So once again, my point is this. doesn't matter if you're a starting quarterback, backup quarterback, defensive lineman, don't get any playing time, you can make a difference as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Uh, We'll go on a little lighter note when we get back and check in on Kuz's engagement picture day. I can't. The the, the hair looks so mint right now. Gem mint 10, if you will. But I'm not done with some of the biggest stars. We'll get back to them a little bit later. How much is on LeBron James right now? And, And should Tiger Woods Be a little more vocal at this stage of his career. Never has been on these kind of issues. But should he be now? Should he be playing today? Two of the biggest stars we have in sports take two different approaches to these kind of topics. Today, that's coming up on ESPN 690. But first, Kuz's engagement photo day. How did that go? Next. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Let's lighten things up just a smidge here as we do have sports happening, by the way. Baseball games being played this afternoon. The BMW championship is underway. We'll talk a little Tiger Woods later in terms of the big sports stories happening uh, and how it relates to him potentially. But as in terms of golf at Olympia Fields in Chicago, who is Harry Higgs? He leads the tournament. At 200 part. <laughs> no idea. Larry Hicks. Is this real? That sounds like a name out of a movie.
2: Sounds like a generic golf generator name. <laughs> like, like, like you go on Facebook, hey, okay, what's your no. golf name?
1: Harry Higgs. By the way, Tyler Duncan leads as well. At that 200 sounds made par. up as well. Uh, Tyler Duncan actually lives in the Jacksonville area. All right. Sh- um, all right, Tyler. He's not from. My um, bad, man. Oh, but, yeah, yeah but Tyler Duncan sounds made up then. And, nah, he's I'm not, not going to apologize. A- <laughs> Good player. Not too many people. Matthew Wolf, Victor Hovland, Louis in all at 200 Par. 200 Par leads a tough golf course. Yeah. It's a tough, tough golf course. Uh, in fact, Tiger Woods likened it to a U.S. Open kind of golf course. So you're going to get these. Kind, you go from last week where where guys were firing 59s and 60s yeah. to a very difficult golf course. Tiger Woods, uh, Billy Horschel's uh, even par through 11. Uh, Tiger Woods is one over as he made the turn. So uh, he had a birdie early on, uh, a bogey early on, a birdie, and then just bogeyed as well. So we'll keep you up to date on Tiger Woods. And, uh, what's happening with the next leg of the FedEx Cup Championships? Tiger, by the way, needs to really perform well if he wants to make it to the tour championship next week. I think he has to finish top four to get in. So he needs a big tournament. Uh, but the bigger tournaments are actually even coming up over the next couple of months. That's the U.S. Open at Winged Foot in September and, uh, the Masters, of course, uh, in November. So that's uh, what's happening kind of in the world of sports. Uh, Big Ten, some Nebraska players are suing the Big Ten over postponing the season. So that back and forth continues. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, whether they cancel too early is still, I, we said it, we, we never got to it yesterday because we had the breaking news with the Bucks. but the Big Ten and do they have regrets for doing things so early? Mm-hmm. along with the Pac-12. I, I got to believe the answer to that is crystal clear yes. I still don't understand why they why they made the decision so early. It makes no sense. It still doesn't make sense. You wouldn't have to make the decision even now. So uh, a lot of animosity amongst players, parents, and uh, the leaders of the Big Ten and the Pac-12, especially, though, uh, in the Big Ten. We'll do a little college football uh, talk uh, later on because there's some interesting things. One, one with the poll, uh, the AP poll that's out, and uh, two as it relates to some of the NFL. But first. The most important thing is Kuz has a haircut. Looks great, by the way. Trimmed up. Kuz, is that a salon? Is that a barbershop? What we talking about? He said hair? he goes to a salon. 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 Yeah.
2: Salon quality.
1: Salon quality. You know, I've heard Bachman goes to a salon. You go to a salon. I thought, like, if I said I went to a salon, like, that's something you might bust my chops about. Yeah. I go to a barbershop. Yeah. Well, I mean. Should I start going to a salon? How's my hair look? I, I, your hair looks it looks good. It looks all right. I mean See, not I as good as Kuz's. It's it's, it's, it's not Kuz's quality,
3: I to, think to be honest. The here. Level it's not Bachman quality. Of like complexity to the haircut that I have to get because I have calluses. Like like Every time I go, the lady's like, "I don't understand how your hair works." What like, are I calluses? To, like, I'm, I'm confused. Like, I guess I don't. I don't know. It's like my hair grows in a weird way. Oh, you mean callix. Callix. Sorry. Yeah. yeah calluses uh, calluses. Are on your hands. Yeah. Calluses. calluses like, are What, you what, get what when are you, you doing? The are,
2: are you power cleaning with your head? <laughs> what are you doing, <laughs> I said, man? Like, I was I was like, like calluses. What do you do?
3: What do you, do? What do you wash yeah. your hair with? Like, Sandpaper. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got calluses on our hands. No, no, no. Sandpaper. Yeah, yeah. And I have a bunch of them myself. Okay. Uh, yeah, that could be tricky. But uh, let me just ask you: this is an important question about the hair, real quick. Uh, do they wash it, shampoo it, and all that stuff at the salon? Because oh, yeah. they don't do that at Got the barbershop. shop. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. You get in, and get out. But Come you do on. get the neck shave. Yeah, you get a at nice the little neck shave. shop. You probably don't. Hot do towel. you get that at
3: the salon? I get uh They like buzz it. Yeah, I mean, uh, not buzz. Yeah, yeah, need that, yeah, sh- yeah, 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 yeah. You need the razor, yeah, man. It's different, so, man. So I need to
1: go to the salon and then go to the barbershop. shop. Get my hair washed, shampooed, all that stuff. That's a full day. That's and a full day, day <laughs> right there.
3: That <laughs> is that is somebody that has a fireplace in their backyard. That is someone that would Yeah, do that. the well, neck shave is vital, though. Well, you, you yep. know,
1: there, there are salon barbershops, Brent, you can check out. There's, there's a combination. There's both a combination. Absolutely. Really? Do your research. Yeah. All right. Engagement pictures. How did they go?
3: They were good. At the beach, I'm assuming? It was really early. Like, we were, we were down in St. Augustine at 6 in the morning.
1: Yeah. Well, my my eyes wouldn't be open for
3: yeah,
2: that. I was going do that. I'm groggy. I was struggling.
3: Yeah, I'm like, I'm so tired right now. <laughs> well, because
2: they call it the golden hour when the sun comes up, right? Yeah, yeah the sun was perfect. coming up
3: perfect. Yeah. We, we did it right on uh, Volano Beach where those rocks are. Yeah. Now, so. be honest.
2: I mean, I'm not sure if your fiance is listening. If she has winked twice, and then I'll let they ask <laughs> that these questions. It doesn't matter. All right. How awkward was it, though? Be honest.
3: It was, it was fairly awkward. It was awkward, yeah, right? It, awkward. It, it, it yeah, it took a while for me to be like, okay, whatever. Like we get, I'll just do whatever you're telling me
2: Because, Brent, I mean, you're probably old school to these. Engagement we photos. We didn't yeah. Do this. See, that's what I'm saying, man. You missed
1: out. Like, like I don't have websites for the, my wedding either. I didn't have for that.
2: Sure. <laughs> I've been married <laughs> since
1: I was like 15, as people say. But. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which isn't a bad thing, man. You found your soulmate. But like, you have to understand this, but With engagement photos, they put you in the most like strangest predicaments that you'd never be in. Like I mean, like the, the whole holding the hand thing while she's running away. Yeah. No one does that ever. Yeah, and then we're like, not even in the movies they're anymore.
3: Like, they're like, hey, uh, hold hands and walk at towards us, but pretend you're drunk. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was
1: easy for you. I was Whoa. like, okay, cool.
3: <laughs> and I just well laid rehearsed. down and threw up. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, what's going <laughs> on?
2: I remember my go-to was like, you have to brush your wife or uh, my time fiance your fiance's hair with like. The touch of, like, an angel feather. Oh. And I was just like, dude, I fight for a living. They're not such thing a soft touch for me. So let's go ahead and knock out these pictures so I can get back on the road here because this isn't going to work for me.
1: Uh, that's awesome. Hope they come out well. How did the outfits that she picked out for you look? I'm still wearing one right now because I literally – we finished
3: that. Like, we went and got breakfast, and then I came right here. Like, I've just – been going since I still four are in the gonna, morning I
1: still think the only outfit Steph will ever pick out for me is at my funeral <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to have requests request? What's so it <laughs> I might. I might pick it
2: buried, out, actually. Larry Bird jersey? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh, I Cruz, uh, Are we going to get, like, wallet pictures? Like, it's like the the, the school pictures that you get? We can pass them out and everything? Yeah, you want me to get yeah, some we'll of I'll get, yeah. we'll okay. get some of those wallet yeah. pictures. Absolutely, awesome. man. Yeah, hand I them out. I want that. Hand them That's out, That's good.
1: All right, we're going to go uh, take a break. When we come back, we get back to some football talk. LeBron James, Tiger Woods, all the rest as well on ESPN 690.